Welcome back to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters. I am, as always, your host, Doug Winters. Today is actually really a treat for me. I've wanted to do this for a long time, to take an actual bride of mine. Uh, I get very possessive. (laughs) And see what the process of being a bride, to be the center of attention at at a wedding. I know what it's like watching brides because I've been doing that for 25 years but I've never actually sat down and said what were your concerns in retrospect looking back on the day of her wedding would she make any different choices did all of us vendors the the event coordinator the photographer the videographer the the venue the dress the shoes her honeymoon would she change anything Here is 20 seconds of Kevin and 45 minutes of Jackie Nelson Donovan. I'll see you on the other side. I was saying you should set up live streaming or like DJs have done it, like live streaming. You should start just like playing melodies, singing songs. Say at least you, but I'm sure you could get some of the band. Yeah, I'm boring. Just watching me playing the piano is boring. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. Well, I didn't mean to interrupt any further. Let me get you back to this beautiful wife here and let you guys do your thing. It's so great to talk to you. Yeah, you too, man. Good to see you. I'll pop in towards the end and say goodbye. Okay, cool. Thanks. All right. We're back. Hi. Okay, so (laughs) I'm going to show you something that I don't know if you can see. Remember I sent you a bride and groom questionnaire. Yes, I remember. But I wanted to give people an idea of who you are. Check this out. You ready? Yeah. We signed a contract on February 20th of 18. Oh, my gosh. And the wedding was, <laughs> was January 15th of, of 2019. June. What did I say? Yeah. January? Oh. oh. January, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you booked me to 16 months in advance. Yeah. And now this is mm-hmm. 10 months later, after your wedding. Yeah. I know. Time flies. So what I wanted to talk to you about is... What happened between February 20th, 18, (laughs) and what had to go right in it being at a yacht club and outdoors, Mm -hmm. and for it to be the perfect weather, it was your club. It's, yeah. I mean, it it was always something, like you said, that I knew I wanted to, where I wanted to get married, even from like a pretty young age. It just has a really special place in my heart and my family's heart. We moved a good amount growing up. So to have a place where we can still go back to, you know, stayed members in some capacity since my parents joined in the early 90s. That's one of the most longstanding commitments to something. Those like um, touchstone. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think something, especially from childhood, always holds um, a certain level of significance. Yeah, just the best view and just such a special place. And um, I think for him, he just fell in love with it because it's so beautiful, but also he knew how important it was to me. We just kind of, it, it wasn't something I felt like I kind of had to convince him of, yeah, exactly. um, fortunately, because it is beautiful. <laughs> and this, um, so there was really no argument there. But There's something I have to tell you that I never told you. And I never told your parents. I've been doing this for 25 years. Your parents invited me to lunch at the club 
And in all the years I've been doing this, no one's ever done that. You know what? I remember you mentioning that. You were like floored. That, I that was, was. And I was so surprised. And we all sat there. We all had some, some wine or yeah, a drink or two. it was great. It was like you guys were literally inviting me into your inner circle. This was, I mean, it just made me so connected to your family. Now, did you do that with all the vendors? Did we? No, we definitely met in person with all the vendors. But what really made that so important to us is that music is so important to us. And not to say that people who don't end up meeting you or other vendors mm-hmm. don't think it's important, but to be able to interact with the person face to face to get a sense of how that person person meshes with our vibe and what we wanted. And that's, you know, it's, you can do that over the phone to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, with it being so important to us, we really wanted to feel that connection. And I think like you're saying, that is what we felt. I think initially just even over the phone, but especially meeting in person, it just really brings it home. And it, it gave us even more confidence in, you know, our decision to hire you and your, your band, you know, because we really felt that there for you to see the space. And, you know, I know you had been there, obviously had played there, but just to get to see it through the lens of, you know, what we were trying to plan, I think is really important. But can I compliment you uh, a little bit more though? You had had already hired me a long time before we had lunch, Mm -hmm. which is what even made it cooler because I didn't feel like I needed to perform. Right. All right. So, mm-hmm. so we have a million things to talk about. So one of the things that I yes. really wanted to talk about as a quote unquote real bride. So let's go back to the ceremony. That part was probably the hardest in terms of deciding what we wanted to have sung. That was something that was very significant for my parents to have as a part of the ceremony. They had a singer uh, during their ceremony. They got married in a church. Oh, okay. um, and I think, like you said, because it was at the club. There was no church piece to it, kind of wanting to have that integrated into the ceremony in some way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not always easy to find Christian-oriented song or, you know, hymn-type song that's more modern. We, we didn't have so much of a traditional Christian ceremony. We weren't in a church mm-hmm. where they might have more parameters surrounding, like, what they would play, more standard. Right. We wanted it to feel modern enough but also still speak to uh, the kind of message that we wanted to have come across was more in line with kind of a modern song, but was also uplifting, Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of spoke to what we were looking for, for that piece of the ceremony. And he did a fantastic job. Oh, thanks. Um, Uh, Beyond our expectations. I mean, it was, it was beautiful and very powerful. uh, Do you have the ceremony on, on video? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's edited a little bit, but it's, yeah, we do. Yeah, and he's singing in it and everything. Oh, you got to send me yeah. a piece of that too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you, and how'd you end up with uh, Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher? Um, we really wanted to have the ending of our ceremony be just really fun and uplifting, but not something cliche. And I mean, that's such a great song and it gets people excited, gets people, just, it's very celebratory. And that's kind of how we wanted to feel at the end, walking down the aisle is you're just in such a state of bliss. And that song just so perfectly kind of like encapsulates that. And I feel like other people feel that as well. So mm-hmm. whatever music you pick has to land. It has to hit. Yes. It has to be. Exactly. It's a great song. Yeah. yeah. Just gets people excited. It's uplifting and you can't go wrong. You know. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. So, all right. So your first dance yeah. was, you have two. You actually asked for, no, not two, but 
you, yeah, we nothing, did. Can, nothing can change us up. Right. Yeah. And then you want it to go. Into, cook. I got a feeling, which is, mm-hmm. it is just, you know, it's funny. A lot of songs don't last, but just mm-hmm. that sounds fresh. That song sounds fresh. And the word. Yeah, I know. Perfect. It really has lasted. I got a feeling tonight's yeah. going to be, what are the words? Exactly. A great night, a good night. Tonight's going to be a good night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just great, <laughs> stupid lyrics, but it's just fun. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah and every, I know. everything is uplifting. You know, the hymn was mm-hmm. uplifting. Your love is, you know, lifting yeah. me higher is uplifting. And Exactly. Yeah, the theme. And then yeah. we introduced you, <laughs> used mm-hmm. I Feel Good. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of speaks to the music that we kind of like in general, you know. I mean, we don't really listen to the Black Eyed Peas, but no, right, that exactly. song is just always been, it, it's actually a song that there's been a lot of different like family events or just parties that we've gone to as a family. And we just all love that song. And it just has always kind of stood out to me as, like you said, just like a silly, fun song to dance to, gets people on the dance floor and kind of sets the stage for a good night, literally with the lyrics. Right. Nothing can change this though. Can change this though. Is very mm-hmm. warm, very personal, very one-to-one. Yeah, and, and, I love that song. You know, this very staccato opening of tonight's going to be a good night is mm-hmm. where everybody recognizes it instantly. Yes. And mm-hmm. I always think things are best rather than me having to say, all right, everybody join us on the dance floor for you to just wave right. to your friends. All right, it's mm-hmm. time for you to come on now. <laughs> it's actually something that I picked up on one of Kevin's brother's weddings several years ago. They had their first dance and then probably like two minutes in or maybe even less, they transitioned to shut up and dance with me mm-hmm. and got everybody on the dance floor. And I was just like, that is just so great because it it is a long time to be staring at somebody. Well, that's uh, it. Two people dancing, even if you're, you know, you're happy for them or whatever, you know, you want to have uh, the feeling of people being involved as well and transitioning to a fun song to get people on the dance floor and kind of set the stage for the night I think is really crucial. It gets people excited for being on the dance floor. And I always think it's really important after the cocktail hour that there be a Mm -hmm. huge dance set before the first course, before you sit down. I agree. And the unique thing about the club, oh, we should, we should give it a shout out. The American Yacht Club in Rye. Love the American Yacht Club, yeah. Um, Your happy place. Yes, that's right. Uh, But Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to go inside for the, each course and then come back outside. Mm-hmm. So we had to yep. really choreograph it, almost like a Broadway play. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, seriously, it has to be a plan. You are now America's bride, okay? <laughs> How old were you when you, got, when you got married? I was 27. Actually, that is pretty young, 27. Yeah, I think my mom was our, was married at 26. We were kind of in the earlier stage. We actually we had a good amount of friends who were getting married the same year, but it's even more moving, you know, more and more friends are getting married each year. So right. kind of in that range. So how did you and Kevin meet? Did you go to college together? Did you? No, we met on a dating app. No, really? Um, back in 2014, I believe. Which one? Yeah, it's called Hinge. And it had just come out. It's still around. I, I mean, Kevin's sister met her now fiance on it as well. See, there's and a shout out right? next April. Yeah, there's exactly. a shout out to the app. There's a two, we got two verified weddings. Yeah, successful I, now honestly, it's, it, like the the people I talk to now that are dating have generally met their partner on a dating app. Yeah, um, it was a newer app that had just come out. Um, I think around that time, and it was kind of trying to distinguish itself from Tinder uh, in the sense that it was, you know, people who were really kind of looking for a connection to date um, more seriously. Right, as opposed to just hooking up. Yeah, yeah. And at that 
time, and I guess maybe still is the case, Tinder was kind of more of that app. What it what was cool about it, I, I don't know if it's still this kind of platform, but it it connected you via Facebook connections. So if you are friends with someone on Facebook who knows somebody or knew somebody that I was friends with on Facebook, it would connect you. I mean, maybe it was oh, a little wow. flimsy, like a third party connection, but it was kind of a cool way of feeling like, okay, this person actually exists. You know, they know somebody <laughs> that I know. And so at that time, one of Kevin's coworkers, uh, he had gone to the same college that I went to um, and we didn't know each other. I mean, my school had like 30,000 people and I think he was a year or two older, but he knew someone that I knew that was kind of in the periphery of my friend group from college. 2014. I, I think maybe 2015, beginning of 2015. Now that I yeah. think about it. Yeah. We met in like late May, early June of 2015. Okay. And the others, the others <laughs> that you had asked me to play <laughs> was Gloria. By Laura Branigan, a yep. one kind of a one hit, several hits, but you know, yeah. kind of an unimportant. I don't know any of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I was always yeah. being nice to Laura, and that has something to do with the St. Louis Blues winning mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup. Explain yes. that to me because it's the only sport that I know nothing about. I don't know too much about hockey either. But the funny part of all of this was I moved from St. Louis to Boston. I guess like six years ago. And obviously the St. Louis Blues from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And my mom grew up there. I stayed in Missouri for college. So so it was essentially like a half and half wedding where we were inviting our friends and Kevin's family from here or from Boston. And the rest were pretty much from St. Louis. It was very much that half and half between St. Louis and Boston. And at that time, the Stanley Cup was happening and the St. Louis Blues and the you know Boston Bruins were playing each other. Oh, okay. Um, the yeah. Wednesday before we got married was the, the final game where the Blues won, and the Blues were totally the underdog, and um, I don't think had ever won the Stanley Cup before. I just knew that I just had to have you guys play Gloria if they won because there's some majorly dedicated Blues fans that were at our wedding. Uh-uh. Um, and just even kind of just, to, you know, play with some of the Boston people because uh, should I make an announcement? You said, no, you don't have to trust me. Just start. playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And then you're just talking specifics about songs and then we can go into mm-hmm. the overall. Sure. No cheesy wedding songs, except we definitely want shout. Yep. Now on some people's list. Oh, totally. So how did you decide that? Shout was- <laughs> <laughs> so how was the shout? The one cool song that you wanted. I mean, Animal House and just, I, it, honestly, it's a little different to me than some of the more like, quote unquote, cheesy, just stereotypical wedding songs. And I, I'm not a huge fan of some 80s music, like pop 80s, which mm-hmm. is not really up my alley. Even just like Def Leppard. And so, I don't know, just some of the songs that get played or like Sweet Carol. I don't even know if that came out in the 80s, but Sweet Caroline's just like, ugh, like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't, a lot of these songs people like. I know. Uh, one last note I have specifically not. Don't stop believing. Thank you. That, I was trying to think of like the classic. I that is the classic. That song. I know. And Kevin doesn't really like it either. And I know people love it, and so I feel badly. I mean, it's teach their own. It's like if what you want for your wedding, that's what matters. Yeah, but exactly. I just I can't stand that song. And the thing about shout is it's interactive. Like you know, everybody knows the moves where you get down on the floor and then you get back up, and no other song really has that. Maybe it has like YMCA, but that's really, really like. corny. <laughs> yeah like shout has a little more like of that 
I don't know, just that kind of depth. I don't know. I mean, not great in the lyrics, but just like the singers. And I don't know. It's just different to me and so fun. So talk to me about things that you were nervous about going like that. Every bride is nervous about the dress. The band's going to suck, you know, or the flowers (laughs) will be wilted or it's going to be raining. Yeah. I mean, I think in terms of nerves during planning, um, I, I mean, I think you get nervous about everything to a certain extent, but it's important to try as much as you can to develop a sense of what you can control and what you can't, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to something like weather, where there's literally nothing you can do. Literally. Um, and Not to mention you in an outdoor it, ceremony. Right. Non-tented. So Non-tented. You, do the best you can, right, with you know, generally June is a pretty good month there historically. So we were a little less concerned, but uh, still, you never know. Like, and it got kind of windy for a little bit there on our wedding day. And I mean, then it went away, but you really don't ever totally know regardless of when you do it, even if it's like July. Um, You know, we were obviously nervous about that, but, you know, during the conversations that we had about it, it was almost like, okay, well, there's nothing that we can ultimately do if that happens, we're just going to, you know, hope and pray that it doesn't. They, they do have a plan B. It's just, yeah. it's, it's significantly different than what we had in mind for what we wanted our wedding to be, which is, was 90% outside. It's literally overlooking the sound and it's right there. Yeah. I mean, it would have been upsetting if that would have had to change and we would have had to move inside. But something that I think is really important to keep in mind is that it, ultimately is about your marriage and not about the wedding. I mean, yes, you put all that time and money into it and want it to be exactly perfect, but something will not go the way that you planned. And it's almost better to keep that in mind so that you don't get disappointed if one little thing seems off, because I think we build up these ideas of what we want it to look like. I mean, a lot of people have been dreaming about their weddings for a long time and want it to look a certain way. And you put all that time and money and energy into getting it to where you want it to be. Of course, when something is off, um, it can feel really upsetting, but you can't let it get to you. Yeah, because then you're taking away from the enjoyment of the, the fact that you just got married. You're with your, you know, loved ones, your friends, and your family. And if you let that stuff get to you, it takes away from why you're even getting married in the first place. It's not so that you can have an awesome, expensive party. Exactly. You know, that's <laughs> a great perk if you can, but um, you know, that's not ultimately what it's about. So I think that having that mindset throughout the process, not to say that that always saved me from going down the rabbit hole and being upset about things, but just kind of keeping that in the back of, of my mind and talking to people that are, are brides now and planning their weddings, really just keeping in mind that sometimes there's just nothing you can do. You, you plan as best you can and you, you, you do what you can to get it to where you want it to be. But just keep in mind that it's okay if something's off. And most of the time, other people don't even notice because you're essentially planning all these big pieces, you know, separate from each other. And though you have kind of a theme and a flow and you speak to all the vendors about that, you really don't know how it's all going to play out until that day. And fortunately, we were working with Amy Hardesty mm-hmm. um, as our wedding planner. And she was amazing she was amazing um, yeah. from whitehall events yeah and she really it, that was helpful for us to be able to put our trust in her for some of the things like logistics for that day and people like you and zach who's the videographer and bobby the photographer to all be a part of that plan for how is this gonna flow you have the one of the most amazing things which 
you sent to me, like the trailer of a movie. Like it's it's about yeah. like two two minutes long, two and a half minutes long. I, I, minutes so long. that's yeah, that's Zach, it's um, our videographer it from Something Blue. Yeah, stunning. it's amazing. Something Blue. That's yeah. what it is. Um, and they were just so awesome to work with. I remember getting that even the short kind of like teaser snippet the yeah. day after our wedding, which was so awesome that they do that. And I was just crying. It's just so. I don't know, just the feelings you have are so hard to describe and to have that captured on video is something that... that this is like, they made a, they made you a little mini movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, they did. Yeah, it's <laughs> it not, awesome. And that's no exaggeration. The production values are... I, I, it's astonishing. Yeah. I don't know if other videographers do it. I don't know either. Did yeah, you know in advance that they were going to do it? Yeah. You know, before you hire, they kind of go through all of what they're offering you. And I knew that they would give... Um, I guess it's a, called a teaser, like the day after. Mm-hmm. And then the next piece from that is the trailer. And that's the, the one that you're talking about, the one that we put out there. And then they give you the actual movie, um, which is, I think ours is like probably 10 or 15 minutes. Right. That's truly like a full stage production. And so I knew that all, all that, you know, going into it, but it seeing it actually is just like, even better than you can even imagine because it's your wedding that you're watching and all the emotions that are attached to that and being able to reminisce um, on all the moments that you get to see is just really awesome. The reason I say that you're America's bride and groom is that you, we were, we we were very detailed. I knew exactly what you wanted, what you didn't want. And I don't think we talked pre-ceremony to ceremony. I don't think we talked the whole day. Yeah. I think we might've like waved. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, now we'd have to be mm-hmm. six feet apart. We can't even kiss goodnight. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. <laughs> um, so eight months into marriage, how does that feel? I mean, I think that's a question that I've gotten a lot. I don't know if maybe my answer is unique, but I would say yes and no. I would say we're married and <laughs> um, what that means, you know, and obviously that's something that would be discussed before in terms of like what it means to be married and, you know, what we're kind of hoping for and expecting out of marriage. And, you know, if you change your last name, you go through that process and just, it's a lot of logistical stuff after, you know, uh, bank accounts and all that stuff, whatever you end up doing. But I think that for us, it felt like that shift was different. But when people are asking me, like, how do you feel so different? Not really. I mean, well, you were living was, together beforehand, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Living together beforehand. So um, I think that's a big piece too. Like we had already become accustomed to what that means to live together and had have settled into a routine that worked for us. So we didn't have that afterwards to kind of figure out. But it, I mean, it's a really good feeling, you know, to have that kind of shift, but it's not something where I felt like my whole life is like I'm a different person like it's just felt like (laughs) wow this is such an amazing thing to be finally married to like my best friend the person I want to marry Um, but I still felt like me you know and (laughs) I think he feels the same way you know it's like just it's a really lovely and comforting thing I got to know you so much as Jay Nels right well you were dealing with me during that yeah you know it's the the beginning piece of, you know, the planning and throughout that process, that's, that was my name. So it makes sense. Um, and I actually kept my former last name as my current middle name. So I, I got rid of my old middle name. My mom kept her, you know, her maiden name is her middle name. And so I always kind of thought that's what you did interacting with more brides and, you know, my friends getting married and stuff, you know, most of them have kept their, their 
you know, former middle name as their current middle name. I was like, Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. That that's, you know, um, everybody does it differently, but that was just important to me to keep that. Well, the ultimate compliment is that you happen to come from the perfect parents <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like you're like they are awesome they really are incredibly cool mm-hmm. and yeah. so great that you have that connection that you want to mm-hmm. literally keep the name alive yeah 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 i feel like it you know it also is representative of a, a part of my identity you know for the majority of my life that was my name and my family has a lot of history related to that name. One of my relatives, Thomas Nelson uh, Jr. was the, um, was the signer of the declaration of independence. He was the governor of Virginia. Get out. So, yeah. So it's very, you know, far away history, but you know, there's a Nelson house in Virginia and oh, so you like really a, a very are important Mayflower Americans. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to kind of keep, you know, connected to that, piece of myself and my family. And, um, I just, I don't know. I, I just felt that that piece was really important to me. I personally didn't want to hyphenate my name. I wanted to have Donovan as my new last name, but I felt like that was a way that it worked for me to kind of bring those two versions of me together. And if you're going to live in Boston mm-hmm. to have a nice Irish Catholic name like Donovan, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it certainly does not Definitely hurt. Definitely melts in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to blend. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Everybody's last name is Donovan. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you a question about your honeymoon. Yeah. Because it seemed to me, following you on Instagram, because we didn't, you know, we were kind of talking every day and then the day comes mm-hmm. and then, but I mm-hmm. following you, it's, it seemed like your honeymoon well you planned it so well like it was after the fact Mm -hmm. like like some of it you did like in christmas time you don't know that was valentine's day yeah this past valentine's day and where was it was in south africa that's what it was okay we did like a mini honeymoon right after we got married we just stayed in the city for a few days and just kind of bounced around there which was really fun and so tell me because i literally did not see you after Mm -hmm. i said goodbye until just now yeah but hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> All right. So, so after I left, what happens the next day? Was there a breakfast for all the out yeah, of the St. Louis had, people um, or in the Boston people? And we, we did not host for everybody. I think after you, your parents pay for no. an entire wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's what I want um, you to talk about. The details that I don't yeah. know. I just know about, you know, yeah. you and me. We, we hosted it, uh, my parents and Kevin's parents hosted it for uh, family and the bridal and groom's party at the hotel where we were all staying the next morning. But actually, the Hyatt in Old Greenwich was pretty flexible, so we ended up being able to have, like, other people come by and eat, and they oh, were really? really caring. So it kind of worked out, yeah. yeah. Um, so people kind of got to come in and out. It, we had it, I think it started at 9.30 and went to, like, 1130 or something like that so all right so now uh, i think we had sparklers at the end or you had sparklers mm-hmm. at the end that i guess amy worked out or you worked out or the yacht club they that was something oh, that the they, that's one of their things okay mm-hmm. what happens from that point so you go is an after party or you just kind of go back to the hotel and say okay well yeah consummate the marriage i don't know <laughs> you know nothing, nothing. <laughs> 
starting right after our wedding ended, we had transportation take people back to the hotel um, for us personally. So after that sparkler exit, the yacht club does like a boat ride, just like you and your partner. So we went out on the boat and like, we're just out on the water for like probably 30 minutes. So everybody had left by the time we got back. Um, and so we had our own private transportation back to the hotel, which was really nice because after all that, you know, you're together, but you're around tons of people and you don't really get the chance to just, you know, sit and be like, wow, this is like our wedding. Yeah. So that was really nice. We did not host, like have an after party, not because we didn't want to, but the hotel didn't really have a space for that. Mm -hmm. And our ceremony and our reception was obviously at the yacht club and that there's not space for that there either. You know, honestly, I'm kind um, of a fan of having it end on a really high note. That's six hours people are together. Yeah. Well, the thing was actually, though, that the bar was still open at our hotel. So people still came back and just did their own thing. We just didn't like, you know, rent a room to host it. Yeah, exactly. That a bunch of people went to the bar and just kind of hung out after. And so when we got back, we came, you know, into the hotel and we saw a bunch of people, they were hanging out at the bar. So we stopped there for a little bit and we're just kind of chatting with people afterwards. And actually one of my dad's, friends um he and his wife ordered pizza for everybody which was really oh, nice. that's so sweet. um yeah so we were all just kind of hanging out there so it was kind of like an informal version Have of you a changed, after party, so if way, you wanted to just to get, be specific no. you were still wearing the no. that amazing gown mm-hmm. um, you got you got your, your money's worth out of that dress exactly and that yes, is and one I of the great dresses my dress. ever. so thank you yeah i'm, I'm obsessed with it and it, it, it at that point it, i mean it wasn't an uncomfortable dress and i that's a really important piece is like don't get a dress that feels uncomfortable when you're trying it on for me personally I knew I wanted something that was more form-fitting but not so much where I would be uncomfortable like I couldn't dance right. you know or couldn't eat or breathe <laughs> yeah. the things that you need to do um and I love dancing I didn't want I just didn't want anything restrictive but I obviously still wanted um to have like a dress with a nice silhouette so that's why that kind of felt perfect for me because it was still something where I felt beautiful and it was still close enough to my body where I felt like, um, there was a good shape there, but it wasn't keeping me from, you know, during shout getting down on the dance floor because my legs are stuck to get, you know, I had full range of movement. Um, and even though there was kind of a lot of layers to it, it wasn't too heavy. I mean, it was just like my dream, absolute dream dress. So, uh, those are the things I have kept in mind, though, when dress shopping is, you know, what do I want to be able to do throughout the night? And being comfortable is really important. I, I probably put it on around four. Mm-hmm. And I think our ceremony started at a little after five. Right. Oh, and okay. then, you know, until like midnight or 1 a.m. Yeah, so so it better be it's a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's And I think, too, for feeling confident, I think feeling comfortable is part of that. If you're in something that you're kind of forcing yourself into just for a certain kind of look. I don't know, for me personally, when I'm uncomfortable, it's that kind of translates. And first oh, yeah. a day like this, you really want to feel confident and comfortable and feel good about yourself. And I think if you are fitting yourself into something that really isn't actually you, you doesn't feel yeah. good for you, it's going to kind of show through. <laughs> is there any, um, is, is there, since we, t- we were speaking so long about the dress, which I, no one that yeah. I've interviewed, you know, has gone through that kind of detail, which is so great. 
but how long in advance did you order it? How many fittings? And you were getting married in Westchester. You lived in Boston. Did you buy it in Boston and bring it down? I actually got my dress very early on. Um, I think I, I got it in February, like three months after we got engaged. I mean, I wasn't too worried that I was going to be changing one way or another too much. And I would never have purchased something that I felt like I had to lose weight to get into. I think that that's setting yourself up for something that's really failure um, (laughs) difficult. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I would recommend against that if you can, I know it's something, you know, you think about yourself in the future and you want to think of your best version of yourself, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to lose 20 pounds. There's dresses that fit everybody all different sizes in different bodies so right, right, right. um i wasn't ultimately too concerned i mean i kept it in mind obviously i wasn't going to just start like you know eating whatever i wanted but i don't really so once you decide what dress you want and how it looks on you you do want to be mindful of that um but then that also speaks to you know not putting yourself into something that is probably not really feasible or realistic to be able to maintain because you do have to get it so far in advance. Uh, in my, I was definitely very far in advance, but part of that is because I wanted to get the dress in New York because the wedding was in New York. I didn't want to have to transfer it from Boston to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I just was worried if something were to happen, oh, yeah. it would be, we would be liable that once it leaves the store, it's no longer their responsibility if anything happens to it. So, um, I got my dress from Virginia's bridal in Westchester and they stored it for me. And if anything were to happen to it, it's on them to handle it. (laughs) So, but since we don't live in work, I wanted every time I came, you know, or Kevin and I went to do something wedding related, we really had to take advantage of that time right? because I'm, it's not like I can go up just every month. So at that point we had decided, uh, my mom and I were going to go wedding dress shopping. And, you know, if we found something, that's great. But we were still early in the process. So it wasn't like there was pressure, um, which I think is the best time to go because then you're not trying to fit a circle into a square just because you don't have any time. Right. I had a great experience at Virginia's Bridal and I absolutely love well, let's my get, dress. Let's give, them, let's give them a shout out to Virginia's yeah. Bridal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where are they? Virginia's Bridal in Westchester. They're like in, I think, Portchester area. Okay. I went there um, in February 2018, I guess. So Where's that dress now? It's here at our house. What do people normally do? Yeah. Uh, put in storage somewhere? Um, I think they get it preserved. And, I mean, and then you get you have it in a box. And then I guess it just depends on, like, personal storage capacity. If you have room, my mom had her. Uh, hers in, like, our cedar closet in our old house in St. Louis. So. I was just going to say, I remember my mother had... A cedar mm-hmm. closet when I was growing up. Yeah, I think it's very rare to find a cedar closet nowadays where yeah, you know, the people are wearing fur as much and <laughs> their yeah. coats. Yeah, I mean, I think you can store it anywhere as long as you have the box and you're not opening it. Um, right. But you, you know, you have your when you find your dress and you have to schedule your fittings and things like that. And especially being that you know I got mine in New York, I had to be meticulous about scheduling because. I need to know when I was going to be coming in. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give myself that that time. And it takes a few months for them to make the dress and get it in. And then you you try it on after that because that's your dress. You know, the one you try and try on at the salon is not the one that you end up leaving with. That's just the one that people try on when they're oh, there. Oh, I did not know um, that. Yeah, they order, they order it to be made. I think guys um, do not have any clue about 
Oh, I know. it's such a different process. Yeah, for that. When you buy a yeah. tux, they do the measurements, and there's not that many. You know, let's say you're, I'm a 40 regular. You know, Kevin's right. bigger guy. Let's see, I'm mm-hmm. 42 long. He could be. I don't know. I'm just making. Mm-hmm. But then they'll yeah. then they measure it, they taper it, and they you know, and that's it. No, well, it's funny no that fittings. you say that though. Kevin actually had his tux custom made, so he Ooh. actually did have a little more. Yeah, bespoke. most of it. You're, I agree. Most of yes, exactly. I learned the word yeah. bespoke from uh, one of my podcast guests, who was the head of the Pierre Hotel in Manhattan. Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't know. Bill Spinner. I thought that was just a general word to mean like dapper, but Kevin's like, no, that's like. I think yeah. it means made to order, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he had his made, so he did have a little bit more of that, but it's still not really the same as the wedding dress one, I would say. But he had all the measurements and he custom. There was custom shirt and all that. Oh, so that's cool. He were just in general, if you're not doing that, or you know, for the groomsmen, they just uh, rented their tuxes from a local shop. But yeah, Kevin had his done at a place in Boston called Nine Tailors. I think they've actually done a few like football players. Oh yeah, They're, it's a pretty cool place. Yeah, let's call nine, um, nine tailors. Nine tailors. Yeah, it, it's I, I think just depending on your personality, who you are, and he had just wanted something special. It, it has his like initials in red thread on the inside. Oh, that's and so cool. He didn't have a black tux. You know, it's classic. I have like four or five tuxes. When I first started in the business, my wife said she wanted me to have an Armani tux, and I said. What do sure. I know about Armani? You know, yeah. Of my wife says, "Trust me." She says, "If you buy something of quality, it mm-hmm. stays forever." So exactly. I actually put on a few pounds. So I couldn't wear them for a while, and then I mm-hmm. I had reason to lose the weight. Kind of the world's on pause, and mm-hmm. you use this mm-hmm. time for what you can. So I've lost twelve pounds. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. That's great. Because hey, I, mean, I was always skinny. I you looked great life. before, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, started wearing, you know, baggy clothes. Definitely. And better than gaining 12 pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's, I think, when people are home so much. Yeah, it's hard to avoid the snacks. <laughs> exactly. Let's just, let's just talk about the honeymoon because this is fa- mm-hmm. this was really fascinating to me because you were literally showing something in February that was happening in real time, and you got married in June. So anyone that's ever watched a wedding movie knows that, you know, you go on your honeymoon mm-hmm. immediately after the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did, like... Um, that mini honeymoon in New York. I mean, we didn't go back to work until the following week after. So our wedding was on a Saturday. Right. We took that following week off after and then went back after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could go to South Africa the day after your wedding. It's essentially a whole day of traveling. Oh, my and God. We were exhausted. A 20-hour flight, right? Yeah, it's very long. And we weren't taking direct either. So... It, we always knew we were going to go to South Africa. Just like even wanting to save up for it, not wanting to plan two things at once. A lot of my friends went right after, but I actually know a lot of people who don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think, more of a newer thing that people wait. So we just felt like that worked for us. It also was something to look forward to, something to get us out of Boston in February. <laughs> That's a very good point. Summer weather in a different country. I've heard from a few friends who've gone right after saying they've actually wished they would have waited. I mean, they still loved it and it was fun, but that it takes a few days to kind of get back. Yeah. To, yeah. You know, I remember my wife writing thank you cards on the plane. Yeah. We literally went the next morning. You know, and, mm-hmm. and then when I saw yours, I was like, what a great idea. Seven months later. Yeah. So in other words, you, you plan for like almost the same amount of time. Like you, like you plan the wedding exactly. 14 months in advance. So you had something else to look forward to. 
gigantic thing. Exactly. And yeah. going to South Africa is certainly a gigantic thing. Mm-hmm. That's a real commitment. That's exactly. Not, that's not going yeah. to St. Thomas. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, that piece plays into it as well. You know, if you're going somewhere like Australia, yeah, that's a huge ordeal. So <laughs> yeah. um, might not be the best to go the day after. Um, but I think it's just like, you know, that personal preference. And that just felt like it made the most sense for us. Also with work, I can't necessarily take you know, three weeks off in a row. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it just worked better for us. And again, was just something exciting. I was excited to, you know, after a few months after we got married to start planning that and to start discussing that and give our focus to that. I mean, we were both work full time, so I was already di- diverting my attention to two things. You yeah. Know? And so you lived together as a happy couple mm-hmm. that you already for a couple of years and, mm-hmm. and planning for the wedding then that time, then you can live as newlyweds. Yeah. Still opening exactly. gifts for a couple of weeks and still, you know, taking yeah. phone calls. Wow, what a great party. What an unbelievable band. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. I, we got a lot of those. <laughs> and, then, and then seven months and then to say, okay, this is what, this is the next thing we have to look yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it kind of was a nice, you know, transition out of, you know, being in that wedding planning mode, having your, your wedding and really, you know, being in that kind of space and then, you know, adjusting to your new life together as a married couple and, you know, getting to extend out that whole honeymoon phase by literally waiting to go on your honeymoon and getting to kind of like revisit that through a belated honeymoon experience. I, I would highly recommend it to anybody. I think that it's really fun to kind of have that thing to look forward to because otherwise it's literally all over after yeah that's what i mean it's all in one fell swoop yeah which is fine i mean it just depends on your your preference but for us it felt like just kind of wait for something that we really wanted to make a trip of a lifetime tell me one last thing as a bride yeah Mm -hmm. what did you wear on your feet because I've seen everything from brides that I'm really friendly with, just like uh-huh. waving up to the bandstand, lifting up her dress a little bit and showing me that she's wearing ballet shoes. Mm-hmm. Someone else showing me that they're wearing sneakers. I stayed in my heels for the majority of the time. I think like towards the end of the night, I took them off. So I didn't have any shoes on at all yeah, 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 <laughs> when yeah. we were dancing towards the end. I knew I wanted to keep mine on just because my dress was tailored to the four heels. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that look is really cute. I love seeing brides that have like Converse on and like the leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. For me, I, I really liked my heels and I wanted to keep them on. And I didn't want my dress kind of like dragging, especially, you know, during cocktail hour. If you want to do that, you really have to focus on getting comfortable shoes. That's- that was something that my best friend had told me who had gotten married two years before us. When you find your shoes, find reasons to wear them around the house. To make First of all, to make sure they're actually comfortable because you might try them on at the store and wear them for 10 seconds and think they're comfortable. But if you wear them for 30 minutes around your house, you might find that they're not. I think they were probably like three and a half inches, four inches. But they were a block heel, which I would highly recommend. Um, oh, there you go. You know, the people that like that style. Because you really are the perfect person to heel. talk to. So, right, it's just a thicker heel so i've always felt like it gives you more support because like a kitten heel or something really thin, oh, as opposed to the, essentially your whole foot on just that um yeah, know, something yeah, really skinny yeah. whereas a block is just like more supportive and i feel like you it balances your foot a little bit more and also kevin's really tall yeah, yeah six one six two yeah and, yeah and so, you're and not I, 
five four. So yeah, yeah exactly. I'm closer to five five, but yeah. So it's fun because I get to wear high high heels and I love heels, but um, I didn't want to be you know in pain. <laughs> because again, that's something that drains your energy when you're trying to talk to people and have it's, a good time and your feet are killing, you know? Yeah, exactly. You it want does to think make about it, it. Yeah. It's not something you want to be focusing on. So if you know, I think it's about knowing yourself, right? Like if you know, you want to wear heels during your ceremony and maybe during cocktail or, but you're not going to want to be in them forever, no matter what shoes they are, right. then you should have something that you can change into. I just knew I wanted to wear them. So I was just going to like find the most comfortable heels I could that I liked and, then from there, just have a glass of wine. Comfort is key is really what it comes down to. Jackie, you're unbelievable. And I cannot thank you, thank you enough. I know what a block heel is now. Yes, that's right. I'm all about like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm all about sustainability. I don't want to act like I'm, you know, always. <laughs> I should be more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I wanted a pair of shoes that I was going to wear again. And I don't really foresee myself wearing a pair of white heels very often. Um, so, I, and silver was one of the colors, especially that kind of metallic silver was a color that was a part of our wedding kind of color scheme. So I was like, I'll know, I know I'll wear these again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of in part of that thinking. So yeah, there's a lot of different parts of getting married and wedding planning. And I remember feeling really stressed out towards the end, but I do have to say there oh, there were, have been a lot of points, especially after, right after, where you really end up missing it <laughs> and forget about all the times that you were so stressed. It is fun to do the planning. And I think having a really good group of people around you, people you can talk to about it, people that support you, your bridesmaids or your family or you know your partner and really talking with your vendors and just trying to to let go of some of the things you you can't control and focus on what it's about which is ultimately celebrating your marriage and just being with your your friends and family to celebrate it i can't thank you enough for doing this of course anytime this was wonderful one of the highlights of our whole wedding was your band seriously and it's always so gratifying after <laughs> to get compliments <laughs> about your wedding i mean let's all be honest yeah, like, of course. we want to hear the things that people like and just one of the top ones we would constantly get is just how great that was one of the best bands we've ever heard best wedding bands we've ever heard it was so great um even my mom's friends <laughs> were getting were saying these things so I, you know, thank you for being a part of it and being so incredible because music is, like I said, so important to us and that you guys just blew it out of the water. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. All right. So send my love to Kevin and to your I parents will. and to Kevin's yeah. parents and everybody. Same to you and the band. Say hi from us. And oh, I will. Hope they're all doing well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Stay safe. Yeah, of course. We'll stay in touch. Yeah, you too. Absolutely. Okay. Bye. All right. So I trust that at least all the brides out there listening got a lot out of that. And I truly do know what a block heel is now. So if you want to see who these amazing people are, Kevin is on Instagram. K-V-N Donovan. D-O-N-O-V-A-N. And Jackie is at J-N Donovan. She used to be Jay Nails, as in Jackie Nelson. Everybody, please stay safe, stay strong. We will get over this together. And someday, I want to see people up dancing again. And 
Ay. Okay, <laughs> I got it together. You can find me on Instagram at Doug Winters Inc. I always love to hear from you. Let me know who you'd like to have on. We actually have a couple of amazing guests booked for the next couple of weeks that I know you're going to get a lot out of. I know you're really going to enjoy hearing from. So I will see you next time. I feel like I miss you guys already. Bye-bye now.